0: We're having a good day, whether you're winning, or losing, I love you, no matter what we're gonna make it through. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning, or
1: losing. I love you, no matter what we're gonna. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Today, as I was going through the statistics, I was getting ready to post another episode. I saw that there was one episode that hardly anyone listened to. Now, it is an older episode. I think it was like the fourth one, the fourth episode I did when I first started this podcast. So, it was like 11 episodes ago. Anyway however long it was, there's one episode that only four people have heard. So that means out of everyone that's listening now, only four of you heard this episode. So I thought that wouldn't it be nice for me to air that episode again. So the title of, I'm going to call this whole episode, In Case You Missed It. So in case you missed it, here is the episode that I want to tell you about. Episode four called, I Love You. And I think it's a great story about love and how... I wrote the song based on me loving my husband or realizing that we loved each other. Anyway, in case you missed it, here is I Love You. Hello everyone and how are you today? Welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Now each time we are together, I just feel so blessed to be spending time with you. You guys are such an amazing group of people. It is unbelievable, but you guys are so awesome. So I want to say thank you, thank you for being so faithful and listening to me and visiting with me every single weekend. Now let me just ask a question. Is it just me or have you noticed that there are a lot of parents out there who are afraid to talk to their kids about sensitive topics? The other day at my daughter's school, someone um came in to talk with the sixth graders about AIDS and HIV. And last year, someone was there when she was in fifth grade, a nurse came in, I believe, to talk with her about how their bodies were developing as they get older. I thought it was kind of funny, though, because the school sent home a permission slip to see if it was okay for them to talk to my child about um, puberty and getting older. And also this year about the AIDS topic. And... They wanted to know if my child could attend the class. Now, I always sign the form so that my daughter can be included in the class. But to be honest, my daughter already knows about all this information. You know why? Yes, because I told her. I talked to her about this when she was nine years old. So of course, with me being the person that I am, I find it a little weird or strange that now the schools have to have these types of conversations with our kids instead of the parents talking to our children about these topics. Now, I don't know. To me, it just seems as if the school is taking on way too much responsibility because I don't really think that's their job to do. I think as parents and as adults, we should talk to our own kids about these topics so that they can be knowledgeable. I do recognize that the school has to kind of take on this kind of responsibility now because there are just so many kids and so many parents who don't talk to their kids about these things. So... If it wasn't for the school telling them about how their body's maturing or about AIDS or about any of these sensitive topics, they would never know. Now, the reason I talk to my kids about these things is because, first of all, I want to make sure they know the truth. I know that kids get their information from each other, and since kids get information from each other, some of that information may be correct and some of it may not be correct. Some of that information could be accurate, and then At other times, the information is not accurate. I remember when my middle daughter was in second grade, she was telling me how you had earthquakes because one of the kids in her class told her that you had an earthquake because God was throwing a tantrum. And she really believed this. Like seriously, why would she think that God was throwing a tantrum first of all and that that is what made the earth shake? And it took me like literally almost two weeks to convince my daughter Megan that no, God is not throwing a tantrum. This is not why we're having earthquakes. It happens and it's a scientific explanation to it. So after that, I realized, parents, if you want your kids to get the right information, it is up to us to talk to them and tell them what is right and what is wrong because they'll never know. So based on that, and after I had the experience with my middle daughter, I took it upon myself when my daughter was... I was say nine years old, and I sat her down. I had a book and everything, and we talked about the facts of life. I told her about maturing and what would happen, and we went through everything. And It's like I sat her down, answered all her questions, and even though my other two daughters, they were like eight, and I think my youngest was five, but they were all there. So we sat down, we went over it, and even now, if they have any questions, they know they can come to me, and I will tell them the right answer. We'll talk about it. And that is just how we do it. So when she had these classes, guess who she came home and talked to about it with? She talked to me about it. She's like, Mom, you're right. They said this, this, that, and the other. Or I already knew this because you already told me this. So she was more knowledgeable about what was happening with her body and also about AIDS and how you can contract it and everything because I already told her. So I just think it's great for us as parents to let our kids know and talk to them about these things because if we don't talk to them, somebody else will. That's always been my number one topic. If we don't tell our kids the truth about how their body develops and matures, and if we don't warn them about the hazards and pitfalls out there in life in regards to sex and all kind of things, then somebody else will tell our kids things. And it could it's probably gonna be wrong, especially if it's a kid their age. So and then you don't know what people are going to tell your kids. And for me, I find it easier for me just to tell my kids What they need to know, give them the facts and let them know the truth from me rather than someone else telling them because I want my kids to be able to talk to me. I want them to be able to come and talk to me about these difficult or quote unquote sensitive topics and issues so that we can discuss that and that way I can know what's going on in their head and you know if it's something that we need to tweak, work on or talk about, we can do it because the conversation is open. So I try to leave it with my kids that there's always an open conversation, that we can talk about anything, and that they don't have to be ashamed or embarrassed to talk to me about things. So that is the first reason why I think it's important for us to talk to our kids about different things, so we can build that trust and that bond and that relationship with them so that if they have any questions, they'll be more than happy to talk to us about them because they know they can trust us and we are going to be there for them and give them the right information the second reason I think it's important for us to tell our kids about sex and talking to them about these things because like I said other kids will tell your children things other people who don't have the best interests at heart will tell them things and you want them to be knowledgeable and you want them to be educated and know about these things and to be honest this also helps out this also kind of empowers your children so that now it's not gonna that so that it will cut down on the um, can I put this? What it will do is cut down the chances of your child being sexually assaulted because if your kids at a young age know that this is what this if they know the names of their body parts then they will know if someone touched them there they can come and tell you about it rather than saying a little baby name that you may have given them. I went to a workshop I'm a counselor so I went to a workshop and they were saying that one of the best things we could do for our kids when they are young is to tell them and teach them the name of their body parts because if a sexual predator or a child predator hears your child refer to their body part like with the right name, they're not gonna want to touch your kid because they know this child knows and this kid can tell this kid's gonna get me in trouble. So that is one way that the facilitator told us that we should educate our children. And then to and then I mean at the end of the day, we're parents it's our job, it's our responsibility we shouldn't put this on the school it's something we should do so that we know for a fact that our kids are getting the education that they need now I do have to say in the school's defense I understand why they do it and I have no complaint with how they discuss these topics with my daughter because they discuss it in an age appropriate way and it's always tasteful and they come away with good information so kudos to the school for that now what is your take on this and what do you think about it do you think that the parents have the right responsibility of talking about sex and body parts and HIV and all these other things with their kids? Or do you think that this is something the school should take on? Or maybe it could be both. Maybe it could be something where the parents talk to their kids and then the school talks to them. But as long as the parents are involved. But what do you think about that? I think parents should be involved in these open conversations with our kids. But what is your thought on that and why do you have your opinion? I would just love to hear what you have to say. So just send me a message on the Music and Vibes Facebook page and let me know what you think about this. And I would love to hear what you have to say. Now I know you all have a lot of good insight on this topic and I know that you have an opinion so I can't wait to hear it from you. All right. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how sometimes we ignore our gut instinct and how we distrust ourselves and how this can lead us to making bad decisions and can also get our hearts broken. So this week I decided that it would be nice to talk about something that we all want, and that is love. I am just going to be honest with you. When it comes to love, I am a total romantic. Sometimes I feel like all of those Disney movies were written just for me. Like seriously, I'm sure Walt Disney, whenever he was born and was writing these movies or whoever wrote them, they were probably thinking, this would be nice. Kiana would like that because I love them. They are so neat. I like the way it's funny how... And how sweet it is that Cinderella, Snow White, and Belle are all found their Prince Charming. And he comes and he rescues them. I mean, this is a perfect end to a perfect love story. But then again, I guess that is why these stories are called fairy tales. Because they are not realistic. And they don't happen in real life. When my husband and I first got married, I remember wanting this fairy tale type of ending. Where they all live happily ever after. In my world, that sounded like something that was awesome and amazing. Well, I found out after a few years of marriage that, of course, this is not always the case. My husband would get home from work, and he would spend a couple of hours talking to me. Then we would fall asleep, snuggled up in each other's arms, while he whispered lots of compliments, and I love you, in my ear. Okay, stop laughing. This is what I really thought that it would be like when I got married. I did, because when we were dating, we would always talk and do all of this stuff so I just assumed married life was a continuation of all of these awesome things I was so excited I even got books on how to make your marriage romantic and how to successfully bond if you name the book I had it now my favorite book was called the five love languages by Gary Chapman because it made so much sense I'm a practical person so if you can give me a how-to book like do this do that I'm good to go the book the five languages um, five love languages is an awesome read in this book Gary Chapman the author, talks about learning each other's love language so that you can make your spouse feel love since you are speaking to them in his or her love language now according to the book the five love languages are all right if you want to get paper and pen you can write this down or you can just buy the book either one is words of affirmation quality time receiving gifts acts of service and physical touch In the book, Dr. Chapman explained that at some point in our lives, we all give and accept love in all of these languages, but that we feel the most love in our own love language and that if we want to learn how to show love to our spouse in a specific way, we should learn what their specific love language is and then do their love language so that they will feel more loved and appreciated. Now, after reading the first chapter of the book, I decided that this would be fun for my husband and I to do and we should read the book together and I thought it would be so much fun for us to take the love language quiz together. I was just so excited that my husband and I could read the book together. It was amazing. I was like, we can do this, we can do that. I had all these awesome plans for how we were going to complete the book together and take our test. However, I did not take into consideration that my husband might not want to read the book or take the test, (laughs) which he didn't. So when I told him my awesome idea He was not happy or enthusiastic. Not only did he not want to take the test with me, he didn't even want to read the book. So, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, first, I didn't understand why he couldn't read the book. Because, like, this is such an awesome book and it would be great for us to read together. And then the second thing I can understand is why he didn't even want to take the love language test. I'm just like, well, how are we going to know each other's love language if we don't take the test? I was boggled. My mind was blown away. I couldn't figure out who wouldn't want to take a love language test and who wouldn't want to read a book. Needless to say, that conversation did not go well. And in the end, we ended up arguing about the five love languages book, which I know Gary Chapman did not intend for his book to become the center of a disagreement. Yes, he did not. Now, I'm pretty sure that if he heard this, he would probably come and talk to me like, Kiana, it's not what I meant. I didn't say you had to make your spouse read the book. I know. But at the time, that's what I was thinking. So then I was like, fine, don't have to read the book with me. I'll read it by myself. So I went and I read the book. And with each chapter of the book, I got more and more annoyed that my husband did not want to learn my love language and read the book with me. So the book did not help me out much. So eventually I just stopped reading it. And to be fair about this, it wasn't as if my husband was not being loving to me in his own way, but because... I felt he just wasn't trying hard enough to speak my love language. I couldn't see anything else. Seriously, like I was really upset about this. Not for one day, but for like years. I'm talking five, six, seven years. Like for years, I was upset about this. And for years, this was a topic of conversation. If anyone mentioned a book, we'd like, do not talk about that book. Because we both got upset. It was like a heated thing for years. Until one day, I don't know what it was. Maybe I grew up. Maybe I matured, but one day, I um, realized how stupid this whole thing was, and I wasn't exactly sure what happened, but I just realized this was ridiculous. Like, Kiana, this is dumb. I realized I was acting stupid, and that I was acting ridiculous, because now, my husband was an inconsiderate person, and was just ignoring me and being rude. That's one thing, but he was trying to show me love and give me love the best way that he knew how. And I was refusing it because it wasn't how I thought he should give me love. And I learned at the end of all these years that you cannot make people love you in the way you think that they should give you love. Because we're all different. We're individuals. So if I'm a huggy kind of person, which I am, and my husband is not, it doesn't mean that he loves me any less than I love him because he doesn't give me as many hugs. Or... If I'm a, I love you person all the time. Like I could tell people I love them five, six times a day, but my husband is not like that. He can tell you once, which is fine, but that does not mean that he loves me any less because he's not constantly saying, Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'm constantly saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. Just because we're different doesn't mean that we love each other any less. It's just that we're different people and different individuals. And that since we're different people and different individuals, we do things differently. And instead of arguing about these things, we should celebrate the uniqueness and the how different we are. And realize how it makes us all better. Because I think in our home, it works for one person to be all lovey-dovey and touchy-feely and stuff. And one person not to be. Because if that was the case, nothing would ever get done it would not be a good match. So I think we are meant to be together and just our dynamics and our personality makes us compatible. But it took me a while to realize this. And so I began to see that my husband did love me and I recognized how he was trying to show me love by different things that he did and different things that he said. So I began to accept it and stop badgering him. You should do this or you should do that or you should say this. And I was like, I realized that He did love me and that he was telling me in his way. Now, later on, I did go back and read the whole book again. And I discovered that the reason Dr. Chapman suggested that we learn our spouse's love language was not solely for the purpose of our spouse giving us love in our language, but it was also for us to be able to recognize the love that our spouse was trying to give to us. So, years after the fact, I finally got the meaning of the book. Now, I still would recommend this book to anyone who wants to learn how to love their spouse and their love language, but please, first of all, read the whole book. Don't stop at chapter number one in the quiz. Read the whole book, and then don't make the mistake that I made when I read this book for the first time. I do not want you to be mad and upset if your husband or wife doesn't want to go along with reading the book and find out your love language. I would say read it, but read it with the purpose of wanting to understand what your love language is and wanting to understand what your spouse's love language is so that you can recognize the love that they're trying to give you and then return it. So read it with a giving mindset rather than a receiving mindset, which is what I had when I first read the book. So that is what I want to tell you because... I do not want you to spend years mad about a book that is intended to help you love each other and get closer. So, that is my story for today. And the song that I want to share with you today is called, I Love You. Now, I wrote this song um, as a result of the story that I just told you. So, it's like once I figured out that my husband was giving me love in his love language, then I was able to see it. So, the song's pretty much... um, how my husband talks about how I've noticed that my husband loves me in different ways just by the things that he does so that is why I wrote the song I love you so I hope you enjoy as you listen to the song and think about what I just said and accept love from your spouse in the way that they're giving it because we all are different and we're individual and each person shows loves in different ways so now for your listening pleasure here's the song I love you I
0: used to wonder why you didn't gaze into my eyes or shower me with gifts or tons of. Kind things you do, you don't hold my hand in a puff.
1: I hope you enjoyed the In Case You Missed It episode of Music and Vibes. I am so happy to share this episode with you. Like I said earlier, I just noticed a lot of people had not listened to it. And so I thought it would be fun and great to just bring it back so you can hear it just in case you missed it. Well, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Anique Music, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Aneek Music is a publishing company and Unique Music is also the publishing company that's in charge of all the music that you hear. All the music and all the songs that you hear are written by me, Kiana W. Mitchell, and they are copyrighted. Now, I would love to hear from you, talk to you, you know, just communicate during the week. So, you can go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and leave me a message either in the comments or or you can leave me a message in the Messenger part of Facebook. But do something. Leave me a message so I can get in contact with you. I think it would be fun to reach out and connect with you all. Because I enjoy spending time with you each and every week. Now I will also want to remind you if you have not done this already. Go over to iTunes and leave a review for the podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. And it would be amazing to hear from you. As always, share this podcast with the friends so that our audience can grow and we can have more people. Like I always say, there's enough of this podcast and enough of all of us to go around. And so let's do what we can to share and make our community a lot better. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me this week. I love you guys. I love spending time with you. And I just love what we're able to do each and every week when we come together. So thanks for hanging out with me. I truly enjoyed it. Well, I hope you're having a good week, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, and no matter what, you're going to make it through. Bye-bye for now, and have a great week. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing.
0: I love you.